the Thrill of Victory podcast. My name is Seth. Joining me as always is the legendary Will Fain. And today we have a special guest, Miss Bella Martin. Bella, how are you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. Glad to be here with y'all. We're glad to have you. Bella, you ha- kind of have an interesting background here. You're CrossFit MC and personality, but that's not kind of how you got your start. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's not. I went to Texas a for undergrad and grad school. I studied sport management for both. Um, coming out of grad school, I thought I was going to do athlete branding in some capacity. And COVID hit, and I was scrambling to try to figure something out. I ended up going to help start a sports candle company where we created white label candles for NFL teams, um, a few different athletes, and that was pretty freaking amazing as an opportunity. And then started to realize more of my passion was in the CrossFit space. I took time from the candles, went into coaching and from coaching, I realized, Oh my goodness, there's so much to be done here. Someone gave me an opportunity to MC and then here we are. So you said you kind of, you discovered you were interested in CrossFit. How did that come about? That doesn't seem like it's a a career path that's just, I'm going to jump into CrossFit. Was that something like you're just, you're working out at the CrossFit gym, kind of fell in love with it, pursued that path or how how did that kind of shake out? So I honestly think I was meant to be in CrossFit in some way. So growing up, my mom was a fitness professional and I was a swimmer. I kind of always followed in my mom's footsteps in terms of what fitness I was going to do just because she's been in the space for so long. I'm thinking, okay, she clearly knows what she's doing. CrossFit was always on the no list, which is awesome. I was not a very rebellious kid, but here I am rebelling to that um, at 25. So CrossFit was always on my no list. And so in college, I was swimming, I was doing bodybuilding, things like that, just more aesthetically kind of what I wanted to do. And then some of my friends started getting into CrossFit and it was they were obsessed with it. And here I am thinking no, you can't do CrossFit. That's not good for you. My mom told me I'm not supposed to do CrossFit. What am I supposed to do here? I can't just do it. And so for a long time, I was telling my friends, yeah, no, no, no. CrossFit's not for me. Totally not doing it. And then I decided one day that I was going to take advantage of a free week trial at a CrossFit box in College Station. And honestly, the rest is history. I was that person that totally ate my words CrossFit was for me. I was just denying it for my entire freaking life. And so it kind of started. I love the training aspect of it because it's not just training for aesthetics or training to perform better. And now in this point in life, you're like, okay, well, do you compete? Not really, but can I carry all of my groceries inside in one trip? I absolutely can. So I think that's a win, if anything. Um, And it's, you know, something that I can take with me in life. I can go anywhere around the world and I can do CrossFit. I can bring any friend to the gym with me or even my grandma and we can do CrossFit together. And so that's kind of a special thing for me thinking in terms of longevity, what can I do for the rest of my life? And I totally see myself doing CrossFit for the rest of my life. Who's to say something else might come up? You never know. But I absolutely love feeling like I'm still this athlete when in reality, I'm just going to work out where all the moms work out too. It's really fun. <laughs> so I know you said uh, you also did like some bodybuilding. So what are like some of the main differences that you see between bodybuilding and CrossFit? Is it more like bodybuilding? You know, you do one day, you do chest and back or shoulders and arms. And is CrossFit more like of a whole body kind of workout or kind of. Just kind of varies? So, 
It kind of varies. So it depends on the program you're following, the purpose of the program. For me, I follow Mayhem. And if you don't know what CrossFit is or don't know what Mayhem is, it's Rich Froning's program. And so Rich Froning is or was one of the fittest men in the world while back. And then now he's been on the fittest team in the world for several years. And so he's kind of got this program dialed down. So what they do is they offer strength portions, which is typically Olympic lifting. So your clean and jerk and your snatch. And you'll also add in squats and deadlifts, things like that. And then you'll have a Metcon, which is what the actual workout is. And so all of that is combined. Whereas a bodybuilding, you're kind of doing a push-pull split and then maybe 20 minutes on a Stairmaster. You're likely not going to do, you know, the workout that I did today, four sets, calories on the standing biker, GHG sit-ups, and then hang power cleans. That kind of movement and that specific way it's formatted is CrossFit. Whereas bodybuilding's four sets of 12, four sets of 10, mm-hmm. whatever you're going to kind of do. It gets really a like more monotonous. Super... Oh yeah. And I mean, there is bodybuilding. I'll do bodybuilding kind of additionally to mm-hmm. make sure all the muscle groups are hit. So I'm not lacking anything in terms of strength or capacities, but truly the CrossFit side of it is such a higher, I mean, volume, but then also you're using all these different muscle groups at the same time. You're not really focusing on one thing specifically. So as somebody who swam in college and, and kind of competed that way, why aren't you competing in CrossFit? And why are you kind of the, the MC getting the crowd involved, you know, commenting on it and being kind of the face of it that way? So club swimming was an absolute blast because I, you know, grew up swimming. I absolutely love it. And I still do it as kind of a cross training. And there is there's not really much opportunity to do that professionally, nor was I good enough anyway, but there kind of ends that road for you once you're done. In terms of CrossFit, it's fun. There's competitions every single weekend. There's some for charity. There's the big ones that you have to qualify to enter. So there's always a way that you can get better. There's never a, like, there's nothing past this. There's always something more. For me, I like training for myself. I like training to do my life and live the way that I do. And I also find it as kind of a, a bonding activity. I mean, misery loves company and it's a blast to really throw down with your friends and kind of you try, I can travel the world and I can do CrossFit with different people and it's still just as fun for me, that competitive side. I haven't truly felt that with CrossFit. I just enjoy it so much. And for me being an MC, I get to experience every emotion of CrossFit. I get to experience all levels of ability and everybody's stories. And I can kind of share that and push that. Whereas when you're competing, it's so much more about yourself. It's, well, if I don't get eight hours of sleep tonight, then I'm not going to perform well tomorrow. Well, if I don't get eight hours of sleep on a comp night, that's fine. I'm probably not. I'm probably going to get like four and then I'm going to take a ton of coffee the next day. And I'm going to run in an empty stomach until I can't talk anymore into the mic. And it's fine. So in that, I like to not be, it doesn't, I mean, it's not a bad thing to be selfish because you have to be to be a professional athlete, especially in the sport. But I like being able to have a little bit more fun with it and really enjoy the community aspect of it. You did talk about uh, emotions that you always get to see in these different games. So would you say you do get to see the uh, thrill of victory? for people and you know some of the things that they get to experience throughout their whole 
you know, kind of career kind of thing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I see everybody on different levels. So I get to be with the, you know, the teenagers and I've really come to love the teenage division. They're so fun. I love seeing them when I'm at the events. I'm always excited to cheer them on. I mean, they're the next generation and especially in a sport that's this small and specific, being able to see who's coming up next and already know them and kind of support them in that way is amazing. And then, you know, I get to see the master's athletes who are 60 years old or 55 years old. And I'm thinking, wow, this is incredible that you're doing this. And their family's out there watching them. Their grandkids are out there. Their kids are out there. And they're like, look at what my grandma's doing. That's so Mm -hmm. freaking cool. And then you see the elite side of it. And a lot of these elites, like not every comp is the best comp and not everybody can win. And so watching them process, okay, here's where I am. Here's where I need to go. Here's the level of fitness that I need to bring in the next workout to get to where I need to go. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And so getting to experience those emotions with them in just a way that like, I'm observing them and I can feel it. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is huge. And then, you know, my favorite experience is, was in Australia. And so I'm there and it's one of the final events and James Newbery, who y'all probably don't know, he's a wonderful soul, amazing person. So he was the only athlete left out on the competition floor for this workout. It had like four rounds. He was the only athlete that hadn't finished yet. And that is just gut-wrenching because Mm -hmm. now the entire arena is watching him. I mean, he's fun to watch too. So it's, you know, it's exciting as a spectator, but for him, you know, he doesn't want to do this. Yeah. And so we're watching him, cheering him on. He's the only guy out there. And so I can, you know, play with that and be really excited for him and try to get him through it. But the second he crossed that finish line, they had a confetti cannon go off. And you're like, you can't even tell me that that doesn't give you chills right now. Like the last guy crosses that finish line. The workout was absolutely disgusting and so hard. And then he finished. And then there was this big celebration. So there's always so many things going on that if you just kind of take it for the sport of it, you'll miss that. But there's so Mm -hmm. much emotion and there's so much heart in CrossFit that I think makes it unique. I mean, I know that there's heart in absolutely every sport, but within CrossFit, within my position specifically, I get to really see that and I feel that. And then when I, you know, sometimes I become friends with them and we can talk about it and it's really fun to hear their side of it as well. It sounds like a really tight knit kind of community. So would you say it's kind of like a a family atmosphere? I know just, you know, going to the gym by myself, you do make friends throughout people you see on a regular basis. And then those turn into guys that you work out with and you go hang out with them on the weekends or stuff like that. And you get to be you get these really close relationships with these people. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, it's a huge family. I see the same people everywhere. I see the same volunteers. I see the same judges. I see the same athletes. All of the same people are kind of traveling around the world with me, which is so fun because there's always a familiar face. Mm -hmm. And that to me, I mean, stepping into a venue that I've never been to in a city that I've never been to, it could be really nerve wracking. But when I'm standing there and I see a judge that I've seen at three different events, I get to go give them a hug and I immediately have a friend or if there's an athlete that I recognize from another competition, I can go say hi to them. I always have people around that I get to be friends with. And then those friends kind of bring you along with them. So one of my, I would say my mentor, one of my good friends, Jeremy, he's in broadcast and he's the guy that introduced me to Victorian. 
So he's the reason that I got to go to Australia. And now anywhere I go, I'm like, well, are you going to be there? Am I going to have you there? And it's so fun to kind of create this family that goes around the world with you. I can't bring my real family with me to every event that I go to. It's expensive, but I know I'll always have someone there that feels like family that I can always turn to. So how exactly would one get into kind of being an MC here? I know that's not, there's probably not like a job posting, a CrossFit MC wanted. So is that kind of based on these connections that you've made with people say, Hey, Bella would be a really good fit for this or how, how did that shake out? So for me, someone who was a CrossFit MC that I've met, he was like, Hey, I think you'd be good at this. And I never thought that I would be good at it. I never even thought of it as an opportunity in my mind. Nobody, I never thought that anyone would hand me a microphone and be like, okay, here, talk for eight hours. That's never something I even thought would exist. And so I went to do the U S championships for high rocks and it was an absolute blast. I had so much fun. I found that I wasn't nervous on the microphone. I didn't stumble over my words. I wasn't worried about how it was going to sound. All of those kind of insecurities that I had built up thinking that were going to come out, they didn't. And so that's one of those things when I think about it, that's kind of how you know you're doing something that you should be doing. When you can just be yourself and it works out, that's how you know you are where you're supposed to be. And so from there, I realized, oh my goodness, this is so much fun. How can I do this again? And so I met some people got some recommendations and then they continue to kind of refer me. And so for MCs, a lot of the production companies put on the same events. So once the companies know you and they like you, or they think that you have the personality that they want to bring to the event, they'll just shoot you a text and be like, Hey, are you free? And then from, you know, that's the bigger event side, but for the local events, any gym that's local, I mean, if they need an MC, I would do it for free. Cause then I can master my craft and until I get 10,000 hours of being on the mic, I'm not, you know, an expert. I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. So for me, anytime that I can use my craft and skill to better the community works for me. It doesn't matter if it's a small event or a large event, they're all just as fun. I don't know how long I thought a CrossFit event was, but talking for eight hours, I did not think it was going to be that long. So I think for Wadapalooza last year, which is honestly one of the most fun events, if anybody ever were to attend a CrossFit event, I would say Wadapalooza is the one to go to because it's in downtown Miami. So of course, it's a good good reason to go. Yeah, it's like right on the beach. And so we were working from kind of about 8 a.m. to about five or six. And so that is, I mean, there's breaks throughout the day as heats and different divisions are coming through and equipment's getting changed. But that's, I mean, we're on all day. And so luckily for those events, there's a lot of us that can kind of rotate on and off. And so you can play with each other on the mic or one person can kind of take the floor if they need to, if you really need a break. So it's always nice, especially at that comp, there's so much going on, but you still kind of get to experience it if you get to take like quick little breaks. But there are some where you're just on the mic from eight to six. And then once you wrap up the award ceremony, you're like, got no voice going home. Thank you. So (laughs) you said like uh, most of those companies, they were all kind of ran by the same people. And so at some point it kind of sounds like it's really not what you know, but more of a who you know kind of aspect. And I can remember us kind of learning those aspects in Dr. Bennett's classes where 
you were RTA to begin with. And I think that's something that like not a lot of people tend to recognize that like it's really important in the sporting industry of who you do know because these connections that you make will take you a far, far way in any career that you go with. Oh my goodness, absolutely. It's about who you know and then it's about how you're showing yourself. So, you know, in that class, and hopefully you learned some of this when I was with y'all, is using your social media to build your own brand. It's not necessarily just this platform to make cute little videos. I can't stand reels. I think they're really annoying because that's not who I am. And that's totally fine. I'm not Instagram. I don't get to decide. But using your social media to show who you are and what you have to offer. So for me, I get to use my social and show, hey, these are the events that I'm going to. If you ever wonder where in the world I've been or what I'm doing, it's on there. And then I get to become friends with the media. And then I get media in exchange for doing my job. And so it works out really well. And then we kind of both benefit from it. And then in terms of who you know, if you're good at your job and they like you, they're going to keep bringing you back. And since it is so small, if they don't like you, you're probably not going to get asked back. So it's truly about trying to always put your best foot forward, even if you're kind of nervous about it, or you're like, well, I'm the youngest one in the room, or I'm the least experienced one in the room. Mm -hmm. That's totally okay. Because if they know you, they know you. And so at this point for me, I'm like, well, I'm the youngest one. I'm 25. I've been doing it for the shortest amount of time, but I'm hungry and I will do absolutely whatever. I will go anywhere too. One of my favorite events this year, I went to Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> and the best thing about that, that is still one of my favorite memories. My flight got canceled in Minneapolis at 10 PM and they didn't want to give me a rental car to drive to Fargo, North Dakota, which is almost four hours away. I fought to get a rental car and then I'm driving a tank in the middle of the night. Like truly it was an absolute unit of a car all the way to North Dakota so that I could work this event. Like there is no limit to what I will do to be good at this job and to show the people putting on the, the events that I want to be here. And it's more, you know, yes, it's really fun to be the person that's out there and be the person people are excited to see. But the MC, we get to build the experience. We get to build the memories with people that come to the events and just having a hand in that and knowing that if I put myself out there and I'm having a good time, the people there are going to have a good time. And they may not remember me, but they'll remember how I made them feel when they're there. So let's shift here a little bit. Uh, let's talk kind of more about the sport of CrossFit itself. Let's talk about kind of the growth of the sport. I know. You and I talked about it beforehand, uh, how kind of had a rough, big, rough start and kind of becoming this thing that it is now. Uh, can you talk to, uh, talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So it started as, you know, this very specific and kind of a rugged new lifestyle. So a lot of former military immediately adopted CrossFit and they were like, oh my goodness, these challenges are exactly what we want to be doing. And it was a very tough and gritty thing to do. And so I think in the early years, that's what people thought CrossFit was. And I think there are still people now that think that's what CrossFit is. They're like, oh, you've got to do this and this. And I'm thinking, I mean, you could, yeah, there's some really disgusting workouts out there, but it's not all about that. And then there comes the, I mean, social challenges of being a new fitness style, a new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then how does that grow as a business? And so 
CrossFit as a business has grown and changed as leadership has changed. And as new people have come in and new ideas have come in. And so at this point where the sport is now, it's kind of becoming this professional sport where we're seeing athletes go pro and they're actually making money, which is amazing. And they should be, I mean, if they're, you know, the top level athletes in the sport, they should be making money and brands are starting to come in that have never been here before. So tier is here and tier I grew up knowing as a swim brand. Now they're CrossFit brand, which I think is so freaking neat and it's unique. And it Mm -hmm. shows that the sport is moving in the right direction because without those brands understanding that there is opportunity and growth within our community, I mean, we'll just be stuck with the same brands forever and that's fine, but then there's not a lot of growth there. So I think something that's been awesome and very exciting for me as I've come into the sport is it's ready to grow. People are excited to see where we can take it. What is the next level of CrossFit look like? Is it the games getting bigger? Is it going international with the games? What does that look like? How does our sport continue to progress aside from just making money for the athletes? And so I think it's really neat because I wasn't around when, you know, the NFL started, obviously I'm 25, so I wasn't around, but I have a feeling that they dealt with similar challenges. How do you grow a sport and keep people happy that have been doing the sport for a long time? How do you attract new people? How do you bring in new sponsors without turning off old sponsors? I think every sport that comes to be in the world deals with these, especially as they you know, become public companies. What does that look like? And so it's really fun, at least from my perspective, to see how CrossFit's growing. I know people at HQ are probably thinking, girl, if you only knew what's going on. And there are things that I don't think people need to know. And so, but for me, I think it's amazing to see where the sport is now and where it's going. So could you see like some of these games, like being at bigger venues and then things like maybe a team aspect where like a group of athletes do make one team and then it's just kind of a team, like team on team aspect kind of thing? We have that. So we do. So we have teams and so they're teams of four. It's two guys, two girls, Mm -hmm. which is always really epic because the way CrossFit is, they don't want you to have super teams. So these athletes have to live within, I want to say it's like an hour of each other. And so if there's a, you know, a CrossFit training camp that wants to bring someone out that doesn't live there immediately, they have to move there. And so we saw that in the case of this year, there's an athlete con Porter. He's from Australia. He moved to Iceland to go train with his team because he had to. And so that's a really cool opportunity because not many people get an opportunity to a be on one of the fittest teams in the world and then b move to iceland that's wonderful mm-hmm. but in terms of the sport growing i mean how cool would it be to be in madison garden like that'd be awesome right you never know where they could go and i think a lot of the i wouldn't say purists of CrossFit don't want it to get to be that big or they don't see that is where the sport could go but why couldn't we have it at a massive venue like that? Where we had it this past year, the Alliant Arena in Madison is a wonderful venue. It's huge. There's indoor, there's outdoor, there's opportunity to go swim downtown. There's opportunity to do runs and bikes and absolutely everything. But how epic would it be to have one event in a massive stadium? It'd right. be so cool. 
Because who would have thought, you know, there was like a be a boxing match in Madison Square Garden right. or UFC in Abu Dhabi this past summer when they started that. I, exactly. I mean, it, it could go anywhere at this point. And it'd be so cool. I mean, being in there just as a spectator thinking, wow, these are athletes that I've been following their journey for so long and they're right there. And I'm just sitting in like an arena seat. That's so cool. So you never know. I mean, I'm hopeful within the next couple of years, big changes happen because with big change, I mean, brings opportunity. So. Do you know of any like major TV deals that could potentially happen? Cause I think I that would be an interesting like sport to watch. And I think it could bring in more viewers as well. Yeah. So we were on the games was on CBS this year, which I believe they did last year as well. And so that's really fun for, I mean, CrossFit fans, they can watch it on TV and not just a live stream on the computer, but then also people who are just at home, just watching TV. If they happen to catch it, it's an intro for them as well. And I know there's a couple Netflix documentaries that are coming out, but something that I've noticed is the media side of CrossFit. So photographers are phenomenal. Videographers are phenomenal, but there's no like shows about it. There's documentaries, but there's no shows. Mm -hmm. There's no true movies about it. And I think that's because it's so small and nobody really knows how to make a CrossFit movie or make a show about CrossFitters. You never really know. And so I think as the sport grows, why wouldn't there be a Netflix show about it? Why wouldn't there be, you can watch it on TV. Why can't you watch reruns of semifinals just in the middle of the day? If you can watch, you know, for old games on TV, why can't you watch CrossFit? Right. It's all the same. The energy is the same. If I'm going to go on my computer and watch old Olympic races, I know what happened. But the energy is still there. The excitement's still there. Even though I know who wins, there's always so much more that goes into it. So, I mean, I think that'd be awesome. I would watch it. So if mm-hmm. CBS listens to this, I'm typically home from four to six. So mm-hmm. if you want to put just it in the afternoon. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I just seeing clips on, like, Twitter or TikTok on Instagram, and you're like, these people can really move a lot of weight, but the way they can do it efficiently just as well. And it's really oh, interesting shit. to see like the aspect of like the, the way they did that. It's very cool. And I think people who see that if they don't have an open mind, they're very skeptical of it. And they're like, Oh, they're on drugs or, Oh, you know, that's not safe. But mm-hmm. athletes at that level, they don't get that way just by luck. They're putting in so much work. They're putting in so much time to be there that they're really just showing you what they're capable of. And that's why the games is really fun because they have no idea what the workouts are. It's just thrown at them and they're like, all right, here you go. Good luck. Figure it out. And so when they put new pieces of equipment out there, these athletes are like, oh my gosh, I've never used this before. What am I supposed to do? And it's heavy and they have to go figure that out. But that's what's so cool about it is because the level of training that they put in, they are ready to figure it out and they can figure it out. So there's that. One thing I've just kind of thought just, you know, just kind of the conversations that we've had about CrossFit. I know in my own personal experience with basketball, when when the guys go home for a week over Christmas break and they come back, their conditioning is terrible because they've lost it all because they were sitting around for five days. I kind of feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, with CrossFit, it's kind of that same way, but more extreme because as, as you've talked about it, it's fitness. It's your you know, ability to do things e- efficiently. 
I kind of almost feel like, you know, you take a week off for a vacation, it would set you back more or about the same or. So I would say less. So the amount of training that they're putting in, they could take a week off. And if they'll still be absolutely incredibly fit. And so you kind of, I mean, Yes, if you throw someone on an assault bike and you have them do 50 cals in the middle of their training and they're ready for it, they'll, you know, they'll do it so quickly. But if they take a week off, it's almost probably to their benefit because they okay. can get some rest. And so after the games, a lot of times what the athletes will do is they won't just take a week off, they'll take like a month off. And they'll just do fitness for the heck of it. So they'll go jump into a spin class or They'll go hiking or honestly, they won't touch a barbell at all. And it's because they put their body through so much stress that to be helpful moving forward, they need to take a break. And then there's athletes also that they'll take a break and they'll even come back stronger. It's the weirdest thing. They're like, oh yeah, I was on vacation. And then they'll PR. And you're thinking, okay, I guess it's the carbs that we had on vacation. Who knows? But it's the training that they put in all the time, every day, every week it takes a long time to kind of diminish that. And so you'll even see, I mean, a good example would be Rich Froning, who he's on a team now, but he was the fittest man in the world, which is really fun because he's still, I would say, arguably one of the fittest men on earth. Truly. So I think it's really interesting. For me, I'll do like, a rest day in the week just as a day to relax recover and i don't i mean i've had to take weeks off before and then i come back and i feel like an absolute slug but i'm not the ones that are training at the kind of level that the games athletes are so you never hmm. really know so what, what would be some of the uh like recovery aspects that these athletes do go through like once they're done with these games or just a regular workout do they ice baths or full body massages or like what, what are some of the aspects that they do to really keep their body in the tip top shape after they're done, you know, wrecking it with all these weights. Yeah. So at a minimum, they'll do cold therapies and heat therapies and then ice baths. There's some that are like automatically cycling, which they have at venues. So athletes can just get in and then it's clean by the time the next person gets in. Um, there's also saunas. Athletes will use saunas. They'll kind of do a contrasting therapy. There's also electric stim machines, which are, I have one, it's called a compacts. I travel with it because it can, I mean, if I'm on a plane for 15 hours, I can just set it on my legs and it'll feel pretty good. I won't feel as stiff later. Um, there's also athletes will do acupuncture, massage therapies. There is truly no limit to what recovery treatments that these athletes can get. Um, they are putting their bodies through so much stress that the athletes that really have that recovery dialed in are better off. So one thing that I've kind of heard you say is you've talked about, you know, grandmas and kids and everybody being able to do CrossFit, which really kind of contradicts, like, as you've talked about that idea that CrossFit is this super intense, super uh, crazy re regiment for, for lifting. And then be honest with you, that was what I had kind of thought originally. And so I think that's really cool. And kind of what we've talked about is you no, know, the workout's the same. You're just kind of scaling your workload and scaling the volume back uh, so that everybody can do it. And then I think that's really awesome. I think that's you know something that not a lot of people know about. And I think that'd be incredible, you know, for them just to to know more about that and know more about what actually is CrossFit and what kind of goes into that. 
Yeah. So what I love to kind of bring up, so there's the CrossFit Open. And so technically the Open is how athletes will qualify for the games. But if you do CrossFit at an affiliate, and there's, I want to say 15,000 affiliates in the US, don't quote me on that one. I'm not totally sure on the number, but there's thousands of affiliates. And at every single one of those, every year they'll do the Open. And so that means people like me are doing the Open. That means people like my grandma or my mom, they're doing the Open. And so they have different levels. There's the scaled, which will cut back the load. So instead of a 35 or 50 dumbbell, they'll use a 20 or they'll use a 15. And then instead of you know doing handstand walks, they'll do a scaled version. So maybe wall walks or bear crawls, but they'll still do the same workout. Yes, the scaled athletes are not going to go to the games, but they're still doing the same workout and they're still part of the team. Something that I love is as a coach, having new people come in and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get you ready for the open because I want you to surprise yourself. And so I had an athlete two years ago, she came in her first day was on a day that we were doing one of the open workouts. So it was in the spring a couple years ago. And she's like, I don't know what CrossFit is. B can't do a pull up. So please don't make me, I don't want to do it today and see what the heck is going on. And so I'm here thinking, okay, I'm going to show this girl how she can do this workout in a way that actually works for her. And then she'll get the right work amount done. And so she did it and it was wonderful. And she became a good friend of mine. One of, honestly, one of my favorite clients to ever train. And then the next year she did the open and she did it RX. She did it the way it was supposed to be prescribed and it was done. And she had this amazing moment of, oh my goodness, I've come so far from not knowing what the open is, not being able to use these dumbbells the way I'm supposed to, not being able to do this to, hey, I just completed my first CrossFit open. And something that makes that memory for me even more special is she did it with my mom. My mom came and dropped in. My mom's never done CrossFit before. She's 58 years old and she did it next to my mom. And so they're doing the same workout. My mom was doing the master's version, but they're doing it together. And so how freaking cool is that? that I have a client who I've brought not only from never doing CrossFit, can't do this, to now she's doing it. And then my mom gets to come in, drop in and do the same workout, feel like she's part of the community and still get an amazing workout. She was sore for days. Um, Sorry, Ingrid, I'm very sorry. She was sore for days, but she now understands what it feels like to do that and what it feels like to go for something That's not just splat points or not just, you know, calories on the Apple watch. She was part of the community and she didn't even, you know, want to be. So I think with CrossFit, that's what makes it so special is that it is for everybody. And you could give me, you know, someone with any sort of disability, any sort of issue, and I can scale the workout back for them, but I can still give them an amazing workout. And so that's something that I think, you know, is different about CrossFit than absolutely any other sport or fitness style. It's really for everybody. It's whatever you want it to be. There's something for you. You can tell I mm-hmm. definitely talk for my job. Um, I could talk to Rick Wall, which is wonderful. Hey, that's the best part. <laughs> Dr. Bennett would love it. Talk oh, to everybody. We, we, we are going to get him on here at some point. Oh yeah, get him on there, and I'll, I'll surprise guests to just pop up. That's he's, perfect. He's agreed to be a, gre- a he, guest. He has future. agreed to get on it. Good, 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 good. 
I guess just kind of my last question would be like, could you run us through some of your favorite events and just places that you've been able to go to? I know you mm-hmm. already talked about one of your favorite memories in North Dakota and going to Australia, but I mean, some of the other really interesting places that you've been able to go to. Yeah. So I was in Vancouver back a, like a month ago or so for an event called Can West. And so that was honestly amazing because not only is Canada beautiful, which I'd never been to before, I had no idea. So I get there and the mountains are everywhere. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is only four hours by plane away from where I'm from. What is this place? So it was wonderful and it was cool. But what was even more special about that event is it was the kind of revival of an event. So there was the Can West Games, then they got new owners. And so this was the new owner's opportunity to show, hey, we're doing this differently. We're doing it this way. And everybody in the community was so receptive. They were so excited to have this event and all the athletes that came in were super kind and wonderful but it was such a great community event and so that to me i mean heck i absolutely i will go back to that event every single year as long as i can speak um and then i'll go to madrid in september which will be a a total blast i'm very excited for madrid um some of my friends will be coming with me i'll be meeting one of my girlfriends who lives in london she'll be coming out and so it's Again, I get to see my friends from all over the world at these events. And so that's really special, especially coming to, you know, going to Spain is always cool. Um, something I would say locally for me, an event that means a lot is BCS. So it's the Brian Cultivation CrossFit Comp put on by BoomFit, Charlie Lima, wonderful man. So he is a part of my journey in CrossFit. And I don't think he'd ever know unless I like told him, hey, you meant something to me. So when I started CrossFit, his comp, BoomFit, the in-house comp was the first one I ever, like I did one and we won, which was really cool. Claim to fame. Um, We did one and we won and it was wonderful and it was a great opportunity. I was like, wow, CrossFit's pretty neat. Okay, this is cool. And then that year I went to BCS just to watch and I was, you know, watching these athletes and I'm thinking, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, Rich Froning's here. He's really fit. This is wild. He's like here in College Station. And when you live in College Station for so long, you're like, other people come here? Oh my goodness. What? Like, how did he get here? Um, And so there was that. And then I did BCS the following year as an athlete with one of my friends who is my first coach. And so that was a full kind of full circle moment for us. I was like, I'm not really super competitive, but if we both make RX, do you want to do this with me? And he was like, heck yeah, let's do it. And we did it and we had a ton of fun. It was awesome. And then now I'm going to MC it this year. And so that comp for me in college station specifically, I mean, it's where I got my start in CrossFit. It's where I went to school. It's where I still feel so much of my heart is. I get to go back and I'm going back next weekend. And so it's, I mean, it's wonderful to have an event like that, that I get to kind of tie a lot of meaning into, and it's for charity as well. And so having, I mean, honestly, having that event every year is so special. And it's, I mean, it's a couple hundred athletes. It's not this massive event, but to me, it feels big and it feels, I mean, every time I'm out there, it feels good. So there's that. Um, I'll go, I'm trying to think, I'll go to Vegas in November going to Florida, Indiana. I'm really going everywhere. And it's right. I'm it's a dream. And I'm just waiting to go back to Australia. 
I'm just waiting for them to call me and I'll just hop out there. Um, those are my people. Those are my people. I love them. Um, it's so weird when you meet a community of people and they love you instantly and you love them instantly. You're thinking, Oh my gosh, where have you been my whole life? Okay. Hello. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you love me. I'm American. Thank you. Who loves American? Um, but yeah, so it's, it's cool. I get to travel Mm -hmm. everywhere and experience my community in a different way. And that's really special. So just for, some of our listeners, because we do have uh, a lot of Brian Call Station people. Uh, could you give some more details just for that, just in case anyone did want to go out to that? Yes. Okay. BCS is next Friday and Saturday. It is at the Brian Expo Center Friday night. We'll have one event. It'll be called Friday Night Lights. And then Saturday, we'll be out there probably from eight to four or five. Tons of teams. It's going to be awesome. There's a vendor village come watch. I'll be out there. So if you come out, you can totally come say hi. Um, If you are trying to get into CrossFit, there are tons of options in College Station. Sawed off CrossFit's where I got my start. Um, Boomfit, it's where Charlie, who the owner of BCS, he owns and operates his gym. There is some dude's army, wonderful people. There is CrossFit Aggieland. That's where I send all of my college kids that are in Austin, they're like, where the heck am I supposed to do CrossFit in College Station? I send them to Aggieland just because there is an amazing college community there. So there's something for everybody. I'll tell you that. So Bella, we've really appreciated you uh, hopping on this podcast with us, taking time out of your busy travel schedule. Real quick, before we let you go, if you had to give any advice to somebody wanting to you know, get into competing CrossFit or becoming an MC or just being in, more involved in the sport, what advice would you give for that person? I would say go to your local affiliate and jump into class and keep going to class and have fun. So I, that's, I mean, that's how I got my start. That's how everyone get their start is going to the affiliates, having fun, getting to know the coaches. If you want to coach, there's always opportunities to do that. If you want to MC, shoot me a message. It's a total blast and i would love nothing more than to have more people in the space with me um if you want to compete get really serious about it hire a coach but you know have fun if you're enjoying doing it you're doing the right thing and where can these people find you miss bella martin you can find me absolutely anywhere on the internet at miss bella martin awesome bell we really appreciate you hopping on here best of luck and um have fun in brian college station and then Thank we hope to have you as a recurring guest. Absolutely. You let me know. I'll make time for you. Awesome. Appreciate you. Sign, sign Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.